Okay, today is Daf Tkuf Nun Aleph number one fifty one, and we're going to start at the bottom of the page. Klal Amar Abishol. The rule says Abishol is if it's something I'm allowed to say, then it's something I'm allowed to actually be machshech. I'm allowed to go to, towards Shabbos at afternoon in the evening to go to the edge of the Tchum. So the question is this. So the Gemara says Abishol Ahai. What is Abishol going on? He's going on case A, the first, the first case. So then he's, that's what we said is what you're not allowed to do. Then, then he, and he's making a rule for what you're not allowed to do. Then it should say like this. Right, he's going on that, that halacha, that you're not allowed to go to the edge of the tchum to hire workers, love you or to bring fruit. You don't talk in the positive. If I'm allowed to say it, then I'm allowed to be machshich. I'm allowed to go towards nightfall in that direction on Shabbos. You should say it the other way around. Since I can't tell the workers, Mr. Can you go uh, do this job for me after Shabbos? Therefore, I'm not allowed to be machshich for that. In a rishai, you should have talked in the negative since he's clarifying the rule for the ratio. He must be going, therefore, on the Sefer. What was the next line? You're, you're allowed to go to, to the edge of the town if all your intent for to do after Shabbos is just watching the fruit, which is something that the, theoretically you could do anyway on Shabbos. It's just the only problem is that it's outside the Trump. So, or maybe peros piado. So, so then the rating should be also is also not correct. You should say the other way around. Since I'm allowed to be machshich, I'm allowed to prepare myself and travel on Shabbos to the edge of town with the intent of watching the fruit. Since I'm allowed to do that, therefore, if I want to tell somebody, can you come and watch my fruit for me? I can arrange for that to, for him to do that on Shabbos. Um, I, I can make the arrangements on Shabbos. That me uh, right. I should it, the chashicha is what allows the amiras how it should have been said. Me So the Gemara says no. The olam really is going on the latter case. Abishol Abishol is going on this this quote. The Amr of Yudam Shmuel. Rav Yudah said the Shmuel. Motor la Adam lomer lechaber Shmuel liperos shebetchumayech. Vani Shmuel lechaberos shebetchumi. Let's make a quid pro quo over here, okay? You, uh, you know, you live in the neighboring town. I live over here, right? We live in sister cities. I'm outside your tchum, but but your vineyards are in my tchum. My vineyards are in your tchum. So here's here's the deal. You look at you watch over my fruit, and I watch over your fruit. Okay, that arrangement is allowed to be made on Shabbos. Become our Abishol the Tanakama. So Abishol says the Tanakama Milo. Modis, the mutter Adam Lomer Lachaber Shmoli Perishim Tchumi Echvani Eshmor Lachab Perishim Tchumi. You guard the ones that are in your Tchum, and I'll guard the ones that are in my Tchum. Ve'ema Kol Shanizake Bamirase. I'll tell you anything that I can be allowed to speak out. Rishayni La'achshech Alav. I'm also allowed to prepare on Shabbos and travel all the way to the edge, so that when it comes right after Shabbos, I'll be able to go there. So. Ah, so we have a rule. Okay, the rule is whenever there's a rule, that it's coming to include something new that wasn't obvious. 
So what is this rule coming to extend to beyond what the natural cases? Because you're not real. Where is it? So it's coming to include this case. You're not allowed to prepare yourself at the edge of the tchum to bring an animal. Um, uh, okay. If the animal is standing on the edge of the tchum, right outside the tchum, and I'm going to the edge of the tchum, so korela, I can I can whistle to the to the cow or whatever, clap, get its attention, and vihiba, and it'll come into the tchum. Okay, so uh, so klal amar abishol. So abishol says a rule. I'm allowed, so that's what he's basically saying. This is also Zakeh um, Bamirasi. Um, and therefore, that's, the, uh, that, that's something that I, can, uh, that I can do. Okay, so basically, it's coming to include even this case. Um, since it's something I can say, so therefore I'm also allowed to be machshik. Meaning he's disagreeing with that halacha of being machshik halatchum la bibeima. What the Tanakhama says. Okay. Now umachshikim v'hakeh haliske kala v'haliske amis labilo aron v'tachrichim. V'omrim lo lech lemakom ploni. You tell him go to this place. V'im lo matzis makom ploni. Avim makom ploni. And if you can't find there, you can go find somewhere else. If you can't buy it for a hundred, which is the going price, go get it for two hundred. Whatever, it doesn't matter the price. Pay whatever, pay the more. So all that is allowed to be said. When you're not allowed to do is give the details of the uh, of the numbers. You're not supposed to talk numbers on Shabbos. So you say. Um, go bring, uh, for, you know, we need, we, this is what we need for after Shabbos. We need tachrichim for the mace. We need a coffin. Um, go to the edge of town uh, to, to go, go, go pick it up after Shabbos. Go, go buy it. I'm not telling you how much to pay, but I'll say whatever it is. You know, don't worry about the price. Get it the best price you can and don't worry about it. And that's all, that, and that would all be permissible as long as you're not giving details of pay don't pay more than $1,500 or, or whatever the price is. Okay, I'm not sure of the prices on these things. Okay. Let's get to the next mission. We mentioned this mission before. You're allowed to prepare yourself to the edge of the, of the boundary of town of, um, to be, do something what's necessary for the bride or for the deceased. To bring the coffin or the takrichim. Now, once we mention the deceased, so getting into a few interesting halachos, how do you deal with the dead on, on Shabbos? Or, so, so apparently, um, there were uh, musicians sometimes to play, to play you know, sad music at the, at the funerals um, in those days. And if he brings uh, some chalilin, some flutes to, on Shabbos, lo yispod ben Yisrael. You can't use it in the eulogies. Elam came bom makom karav unless you unless he came from a close place where meaning it didn't come from outside the tchum on Shabbos. Now also lo aron if he made a coffin, the charfel kever he dug a a plot a burial plot, 
you cover, but you certainly you can bury the dead there. And we surely throw, but if the Gentile did it for the Jew on Shabbos, lo you cover Bolamis, then you're not allowed to bury the uh, bury your dead in that the, the, the hole that was dug on Shabbos for the Jew. That's the problem. Okay, because this was melacha that was done specifically for the Jew, even though it was done by the Gentile, prohibited that it was done on Shabbos. Now, my mimakam karav, what does it mean that he came mimakam karav? It came from a close place. Sarav Amar mimakam karav mamish. He came literally from a close place. Meaning, what Rav requires is that I know exactly where he came from, where this fruit was on Shabbos. He lives. He lives within the Tchum, and he brought it here uh, from within the Tchum. So I know for a fact that it came from within the Tchum. Okay? Uh, uh, meaning, uh, we, we don't know, but Shmuel says we can give the benefit of the doubt. We say, look, I, I don't know where he came from. Maybe he lives right outside the wall of the city, which is within the Tchum. Do I know? I don't. I have a, unless you know that he couldn't, or it, you know for a fact that it, he definitely did not come from far away, um, and that he definitely did. Meaning, if I know that he came from very from far away from the Trum, that would be a problem. But if I don't know, I can assume the best. Why should I assume the worst? I'll assume that it's probably not a problem. Okay? That's Shmuel. So Shmuel says all you need is to not know for sure that it's a problem. According to Rav, you need to know for a fact that it's not a problem. Okay? That's the two sides. Now, the Mishnah fits better like Shmuel. What does that mean? I don't know if he did it for the Jew or not, but if I'm not sure, it's Shari. Okay? I have no reason to assume that he did it specially for the Jew. I don't have to ask questions, and that's good enough. Okay? Um, so, even in doubt, it's allowed. The tiny comes in the rab, but there's a price that it sounds better, like more like rab. When you have a city where we actually had this, um, er, uh, we had this uh, earlier on in the Masechta, a city that's both Jews and Gentiles living in the city. And we had a bathhouse that was functioning on Shabbos. Um, if most of the people are Gentiles, so Erev that evening, Rochetz Bamiyad, because it's, it's being heated on Shabbos, not for the Jews, for the Gentiles. And therefore, the Jew can go immediately at Matzah Shabbos, and even though he has already a hot bath that was heated up right before, you know, during Shabbos, it wasn't done for him, and that's perfectly permissible. Okay? But in Rov Yisrael, but if it's mostly Jews, Yamtenach Kedei Sheikhmu Chamin. Um, eh, eh, um, you need to wait till it, the amount of time that it would take to heat it up after Shabbos. Okay? So, if it's 50-50, so then you're not allowed. Uh, then you still wait also. You have to wait the amount of time it would take to heat up after Shabbos. So it's not so as not to benefit from the Meister Shabbos. The bottom line is, he's doing it for the Jews. But you see is, is that uh, unless, that when you no, you don't need to know for sure. You just need to, it's still not for sure for the Jews, but if there's mostly Jews, or if it's even 50-50, you still have to wait, which is a riot, which sounds about more like Rav. Somebody has a question, Mati? Yes. 
Yeah, we'll see more about it in the next Mishnah, yeah? It, the, yeah, no, I'm just saying, it's, it's the upcoming Mishnah is going to give more details about it, but it depends what you're asking. What's the question? Oh, we'll get that. That's coming up right now. Oh, that's the next mission. It talks more details about how you deal with the dead body. Obviously, you can't do the burial on Shabbos, but how we deal with the dead body during Shabbos is the upcoming Mishnah. So that's exactly what you're asking. That's why I said, but let's wait till we get there. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Let's take a look at the next Mishnah. We'll get to it soon. Okay, it's exactly the next Mishnah. Where... Yeah, like you see, we're sort of getting into that topic. That's why it's gonna. Co- that's why it's coming up. Okay. All right. Um, so basically, we have a Mishnah like like Shmuel. The Brisa sounds more like Rav, and that's that's where we left off. Rabbi Yud Omer Bambati Ktana. If it's a small bath, Im Rishos. If there's permission, Rochad Pamyad, then you're allowed to bathe right away. What does that mean, Rishos? My Rishos. So I'm Rav Yudah, Rav Yitzchak, Bered Rav Yudah. So Rav Yudah, the son, uh, said in the name of Yitzchak, the son of Rav Yudah, Im Yeshba Adam Chashuv. If there's a person who's an important person, Sheyeshla Sarav Adam, he has, he has 10 people serving him. Shemecham Melo Yud Kum Kumum Bivas Achas. The bottom line is, it's all a matter of time. It's all a matter of how much, uh, you know, how much, you know, how much you can afford. You know, things are a lot faster if you have the funds to take care of it. So that's exactly the situation over here. Over, um, if you have uh, 10, 10 servants, they can each heat up very quickly. A small amount of a pot of, of water, each individually, and and in, in, in no time you'll have a hot bath. Okay, so that's the idea that if you if therefore if things can be immediately uh, available after Shabbos. Okay, and that would make the, and that changes the halacha. Okay, next thing. So what if the gentile made a, made this made the coffin for the Jew or he dug a cemetery for the Jew. So the question is, what's the problem? So what? He made it for the Jew. Uh, but am I? We said that if he, if he didn't make it, um, uh, we're not sure if he made it specially. It says, We said that you could bury the Jew in it if it wasn't necessarily made for the Jew. But shouldn't you wait till the Kiddeshiyasa? It might have been made for the Jew. Well, just like the case of the bathhouses, why don't we wait for the um, you know the amount of time that it would take? So you're not benefiting from the fact that it was done on Shabbos. Samrula Baome Bisratya. It was the the cemetery the the, the 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 was buried in middle of this in the in a public area. Which is not the normal place where Jews would be buried naturally. 
And therefore, if it was dug there, you have a right to assume that it was not dug specially for a Jew. So Gemara says, Tenachever, that works for the cemetery. Aron Ma'ikolmeimer, what about this coffin? The coffin could be for anybody, so you should still have to wait for the making of the coffin, the amount of time it would take to build a coffin. So the Gemara says, I'm Rabbi not really. If the coffin is placed by the cemetery, uh, by with a plot, and the cemetery plot is in a place where they don't typically bury Jews, so you technically would be allowed to use it because it wasn't dug and it was and, and this was connected to that. This coffin is a match. It's a match set, basically. He knows, you know, that this uh, uh, that this that the person who he's burying here is gonna go in this coffin. So it, it, it wasn't planned for a Jew. It was planned clearly for a non-Jew. Therefore, if you want to use it for the Jew, it's perfectly permissible immediately after Shabbos because it was definitely not done especially for the Jew, and that's why that's allowed. Okay, brings us to the new Mishnah, which is exactly what Mati wanted to know. What are you allowed to do for the a person, he dies on Shabbos, and what is the proper procedures, what is permissible, what's not permissible, in terms of caring? Yeah. There's absolutely, there's a definitely a concern of burying uh, very, it's one of the very strong things that we always are very particular bearing in the Jewish burial plot that's done with other Jews. That's absolutely true. That being said, there are certain scenarios where it's um, where we make exceptions. So uh, I'm, 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 we're not getting into this point, but we're again we're focusing on the Shabbos component of it. You're right, it's not normal, but uh, there's an extenuating circumstance, we need to bury him right away, there's, there's a value system of what you're trying to figure out, you know, you're, ba- you're weighing two things, it could be that it's, uh, anyway, so, but definitely, in general, there is such concern, but here we're talking about it, the question of Shabbos, and the Shabbos question is answered that it's okay, because the fact of the matter is, it was done for the Gentile now. How, why am I burying a Jew there? That's like a kash on a maisa. And there are extenuating circumstances where you might want to do that. Okay. All right. Okay. So now, the question in the Mishnah. Okay. Um, Mishnah says, Osin kol hames. You're allowed to do all the things that's necessary for a dead body. Sachin, you're allowed to rub oil on the body. Umadichin also rinse the body. But what you're not allowed to do is move the body around. So the body stays where it is, but whatever care you can give the dead body of washing, rubbing it, cleaning it, that type of stuff is legal to be done. You're not allowed to move limb. If you want to make it go off the bed, because sometimes the pillow. And the mattress keeps the body too hot. And the, obviously the goal is to cool it down as much as possible because that's what... That, that, uh, it, it, it would, it's not covered on mace. It's a lack of honor to the dead body if it, mm-hmm. if it, starts, uh, if it starts smelling. So therefore, um, you can slip it, the pillow from underneath it to put it on the ground, which is cooler. Put the body down on the ground. Bishvil sheyamtin.
That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what we're doing. I don't know either, but I'm just saying that's what we, that's exactly what the Mishnah is saying. Because lower on the ground, the body stays cooler. Bishbil This is not, you're not doing the whole Tahara process here. What we're just doing is keeping the body cool and clean until you can. You understand? That's all we're going on. Okay? Bishvil Sheyamtin. Again, for the purpose of really, you know, uh, basically so that, so that to, be, to be able to give us, buy us more time. Uh, uh, before, uh, meaning that it shouldn't spoil from the heat. So the idea is that it should get cool. Another thing that you could do, koshrin es halachi. You're allowed to tie uh, the cheek because it's not covered on mace if the dead body's mouth goes open. Okay? Now, you're not allowed to move it. As we learned, you're not allowed to move any of the limbs. But to tie it, Closed, or as if, if it's already closed and you don't want it to open, you're allowed to do that. Okay, lo sheyala, you're not allowed to tie it that it should go more closed. that it can't, uh, shouldn't open anymore, because if it, because if you leave it, it'll open even wider. Okay. Okay. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Excrement is coming up soon. Okay? But basically, cleaning the body and keeping the body cool is all allowed. Okay? But again, as long as you're not moving the body, you can indirectly move the body that it could go slip it off to the ground. That is also allowed. Okay? Um, and this is also, again, not to, not to make it more closed, but to keep it from not getting wider. Similar situation, the chain uh, kora. If you have a beam, let's say the beam in your house, it's it's you see it's starting to crack. Shinishbra, you don't want your house to cave in. So som chenoso besafsal, you can support the beam with a with your uh, couch or baruch samita or with your bed. Rich, you have a question. The, the, oh, can can a gentile move the move the body? That's what you're asking. We didn't get there. I yeah, that's a different story. Again, obviously, there's a that falls under the category. Again, there's a basic general rule that when you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to tell a gentile to do. But if they do it on their own, then that's also uh, that's not a problem. You understand? So um, if there's an understanding, then it's okay. Okay. Now, you can use your, your couch or your bed frame not to put it, not to prop it up more to, to make it go higher because that's fixing up your house, which is not allowed. But if you're keeping it from getting wider and you know, starting to creak even more in, that would be permissible. So that's the same concept. 
Zayis the Gemara. Vam Rabbi Yehuda, Mershmol, Rabbi Yehuda said to Mershmol, Maisim Talmidish Rabbi Meir. The story goes with the student of Rabbi Meir. Shenich Nasachro of the Beis Hamerchaz. He followed him into the bathhouse and Bikish Leidiach Karka, and he wanted to wash the floor of the bathhouse. Amar Lo Ein Medichin. You're not allowed to do that. Lasul Karka. He wanted to put oil on, you know, clean the with with so with oils on the ground. Amar Lo Ein Sachin Karka. You can't do that. So the question is, why is that different than this? That's exactly the Gemara's question over here. Um, he said you're not allowed to do that because it's something that you're not allowed to... Generally, things you're, we're assuming that if you can't move the body, why am I allowed to rub oil on it or wash it? That's the question. So the Gemara says there's a difference. Amr lo, ain't sachin karka. Why? Because ain't sachin. Why? Because, so the answer is karka be karka mechlufa. It happens to be, what's the concern of making the floor? It's not, uh, the issue is, is that if it's a dirt floor, so then it'll, um, then by you washing it, you're actually going to smooth out the floor, which is prohibited. Now, if it's in a bathhouse, then it's not a dirt floor, it's a, it's a stone floor in the bathhouse, right? So there's no concern of, of making the floor even, it's made out of stone. But what is the concern? The concern is, is that uh, if I let you do this floor, you're going to come to do another floor. That's because one floor from another floor is, is confusing or is, is people will mix up. As opposed to um, uh, washing, washing a dead body, you're not going to come to wash the floor. That's, not the, that's, that's, already, um, that's already a stretch. Okay. Now, the Gemara says that, that you're allowed to do osin kol So it's all the needs of a dead body you're allowed to do. What does it mean by all the needs? That's the question. So uh, what is the kol asuyamai? What's it coming to include? La asuyai, is coming to include that which the rabbis learn. You want to keep the body cool, so you have cool things that are, you know, like so a lot of times... Um, uh, metal or glass has is stays cool to the touch, so you put it onto the body, so the body will stay cool. Okay, that's the example. Things that that you have around that'll keep the body cool that you're allowed to do. Mati, what's the question? Ice, ice would fall into that category exactly. Okay, that it shouldn't start distending. Another thing you're allowed to do, and this is, like I said, we'll get to the excrement thing. You're allowed to keep the, the holes closed. You don't want the air going in. And um, you want to keep it, uh, you know, because it can also affect the body. Okay? So, Shlomo also said in his wisdom, what does that mean? Before the spinal cord gets uh, frayed, okay? And Vitarot's Golas Azov, what is that? Zeama. Vitishaber Kad Al Mabua, what is that? Zeakeres. Vinarot's Agalgal Elabor, Zeperesh, meaning after a person dies, all of these things, this is what the description in Kalas is saying, that you guys got to act and do what you need to. While you have the capacity to do things, because after you're dead, the whole body falls apart, and you're not going to do it, be able to do anything. So he's giving a lot of descriptions about what happens to a dead body. 
the stomach uh, starts ex- expanding. The chut hashedra is like a rope, and it uh, it looks like that's what he's referring to with the silver rope, and the ama, which is uh, also uh, the, the, all these things. Um, so basically, it's the uh, so there's a, basically all the body parts that that the, that we're talking about here is what happens to the person after he dies. And that's the and that's the reference. Okay? Um all these yeah. I'm sorry. Correct. But you're not allowed, uh, that's up until moving the body. Everything that you can do for the body without moving it directly. You follow? Yeah, so that you did the best you can. So they didn't have refrigerators, but they had cool areas or whatever it is, the cellars or whatever it was, the be- the coolest place that you can find. That's what they used to use. You follow? As soon as you can. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. All right, so let... Okay, all right, let's continue. Amra of you... Okay, so Amra of... So, and then the Pasuk says, okay... This is the excrement, because that's what happens also, that the, the body's bowels open up after they're dead, and it's inevitable that some excrement will come out. That's to be cleaned up. So that's what it's saying, that the perish, the excrement will go on your face. The perish, the excrement of your partying. So El bni Adam. This is referring to people who, during their lives, mishaminichem divrei Torah, they were not involving themselves in Torah study. All their days are parties, um, part, uh, parties all the time. And Amar Rabbi Levi, Amar Rabbi Yeshua, After three days, the stomach of the body explodes. Then and it falls on his face. So all the excrement comes back onto the person's face after three days of decomposing. And it says, Tomash and Asatabi, take back the uh, take back the excrement that you put inside of me. So anyway, it's a pretty scary thought. Brings us to the next Mishnah. And we're running tight on time. You're not allowed to close the eyes of a dead person on Shabbos. And also you're not allowed to do it on Weekday, while he's close to dying. Even though it's nice to have his eyes closed, but you're not allowed to do it when he's about to die. If you do that, that's murder, because the, that's what actually will bring about the death by touching. You're not supposed to touch a dead body, or because any little slight movement you could do can be the cause of death. So, Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learn, Hama'atzmo imyutiyas ha-nefesh, ha-reza shofchatamim, that's murder. Mashu l'ner, shekava, v'oleches, if you have a candle that's starting to go out, ha-dam niyach, it's bo'alel, you put your, just put, touch on it, 
Miyad Kofz, it puts it out for good. So that's exactly, the little touch actually can put it out. Tanya Reb Shem Gamliel, Omer Arotza Shis Atzmo Enav Shalmeis. There's an interesting, the body's dead and you want the eyes to close. So there's actually things you can do. So Reb Shem Gamliel says, what you can do is this, Nofech Lo Yayin Bechotmo. You blow some wine into his nostrils, even though he's dead. You put some oil between his, um, you know, between his eyelids. And then you squeeze his toes, the, 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 the big toes of his feet. And, and that there's, a, there's a reflex that will cause his eyelids to, to close. I, don't, I never tried it, but anyway, that's what it's saying. I never heard such a thing. I don't know. I never heard that. So I don't know that. Never heard that. I never heard something. I never heard. I never heard where the neshama leaves the body. But I, I, I do. I, the Gemara does describe that that the eyes usually see the are able to perceive the angel of death, and they get. That's why they see their eyes look. You know. Are are usually you know get become when they see when they see the angel of death that that's what the causes the death or whatever they're frightened. Now Tanya, we learned in a brisa, Rab Shimon Gamliel Omer. Rab Shimon Gamliel says, "Tinok benyomo mechai." If you have a little baby that's alive, mechalin alavas shabbos, you'll have to be mechal shabbos for the baby. Whatever it takes to take care of the baby. David Melch Yisrael Mace, even the great king of Israel, David Amelach. Is dead. Ain mechalin alav shabbos. You're not allowed to be mechal shabbos. Tinuk ben yom ochai mechalin es shabbos. Why? Amru Torah chalel alav shabbos echad. Let's be mechal shabbos one time. Kedei sheyishma shabbos asarbe, so he could keep many shabbosos. Davar melchsol meis ain mechalin alav shabbos. Why? Kivin shemei since he's dead. Adam kivin shemei Adam. One time man dies, batal men mitzvahs. He has no more mitzvahs that he can do. That's why you got to do the mitzvahs while you're alive. When they're dead, they're free. Even a little baby that's alive, you don't have to worry about the rats coming to, um, you know, to, 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 to keep away from, the, from a little baby who can, who's defenseless. But even the mighty king Og, is dead. The rats will eat him. Okay. When you're alive, there's a fear that animals have of man. Once the man's dead, there's no fear anymore, and it's like food. Now, that's why we have to watch him from rats. We have a rule. Lions do not attack when there's two people, because it's mora achem. There's fear of two people that lions won't attack two two humans. Sometimes lions do attack two humans. That's only because of Rami Baraba. The only reason why you would attack is if the person appeared to be like an animal to him. You compare to an animal. So it really depends on the person. If you act animalistic, like an animal, then the animal might confuse you for another animal. He thought you were something else. And that's, but, if you, but if you behave fully like a human, 
And if you're and again, when there's two people, then animals will not attack. Amrab Khanina Asulisham Baisikidi, you're not allowed to sleep alone in a house. Bakala Yashim Baisikidi Khazasolilis. The demon, the she demon Lilis will take a person if he's if he's alone at night. Tanya Rabshiman Ben Lazar Omer, I say Achata Motse or Matsuloch the Orach the Odcha Biadcha. Person needs to act while he is while when a mitzvah comes your way, take advantage of that mitzvah. Because the mitzvah came your way, you have the means to help for the mitzvah and you know and you're alive. Okay? The bottom line is afterwards you're not gonna have a chance. Who says you will, right? So in other words, let's say example, somebody comes to you for charity, you are capable of giving him charity, you're in a position to, don't uh, you don't know that what tomorrow's gonna bring. Even Shlomo in his wisdom says, Remember your Creator in the time of your youth. You may rub before the bad days come. That's when you're old. You're not going to be able to do it. The years will come where you have no desire. When is that? That's when Mashiach comes. You're not going to be opportunities because everyone will be in a different situation you're not going to be able to give the poor once Mashiach comes because we'll be doing well. There's no merit and no demerits. Which is not a disagreement to Shmuel. The only difference is um, the subjugation of other kingdoms, but there still will be uh, there's always going to be some poor people even in the times of Mashiach. So that's, I think, I'm, I'm running out of time. If, if it's okay, I would continue, but I don't know what, what you all feel. Should we, should we push it to the end of the daf? Or at least closer. Let's go a drop closer. If you, uh, indulge me. Okay. Tanya, we learned that a price of a blazer, a copper omer, la olam yavakish adam rachmim amidazu. Person should always seek mercy in this thing. She'im hu lo ba, ba bino. V'im bino lo ba, ba ben bino. Be a very scary thought, but what saying though is is is, is uh, uh, ben benoba. Somebody, it's going to happen eventually. There's a world. The world is a circle, as we'll soon see. And even though, so be, remember to be charitable while you have the means, because even if it's not going to happen to you, you're wealthy enough and you're good to go. It the world turns, and eventually, either you, you if, if you, your, you know, your world will turn. Or your son won't be wealthy, or your grandson won't be wealthy. Somewhere down the line, there's going to be somebody in need in your own family. And the way you behave to others, that's the way others are going to behave to you and to your family. So that's why it's very, you have to be very careful. And that's what the Pasuk says. Because of this, the word galal is like the word galgal. It's like a wheel, right? It's a wheel, that wheel that turns in the world. Rabbinical students are never poor. Yes, they are. They have limitations. They may be poor, but they're not begging for food. When a poor man, this is along the same lines. Rav told his wife, when you see a poor man, quickly give him bread so that your son, when he needs, they'll give him bread fast. 
Are you cursing our son that he should that he's going to be poor? This is something that's inevitable. It's a pasuk. The world goes around like that. It's inevitable that just because we're on top today, by definition, we're going to be on bottom eventually. If not me, my son, or my grandson. So therefore, um, the better you behave towards others in their times of need, that's how it's going to work in the other direction. Tanya Reb Gamliel Berebi Omer when you have mercy on others, then Hashem has mercy on you. What is that referring to? Act before the sun gets dark and the light. What does that mean? That's a person's forehead. The chotem and the nose. Zunashama, that's the soul, the kochavim elo alistos, that's your cheeks, the shavo avim achargeshem, and the and the uh, clouds come after the rain. Zum or enov shalavim, that's the light of the person's eyes. Shaholech achar bechi. Eventually, when you cry, it's gonna co- it's gonna go away, and um, that's what Shmuel says. Basically, as you get older, you don't have the same replenishments. And that's what I'm Shmuel. For 40 years, the first 40 years, the tears are keep replenishing. Eventually, if you start crying when you're older, it's going to weaken your eyes and you're not going to be able to see. Anyway, we'll stop over here. I'm going to start with Omar of Nachman. We got, uh, just, at least we're in striking distance. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day.